Well, for the better part of 40 years now, uh, when my wife opens up about something difficult, I don't react emotionally. I go into fix-it mode. That generally doesn't work. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage Team. Greg, why do I do that? Why Why is it so... Why, why haven't I learned that she's not looking for the fix? Well, you probably ate a lot of uh, lead paint, maybe, when you were <laughs> okay. growing up. Could, could have been I can't hear what either. Greg has to say. Um, I, I think advertisers often talk about the two big motivators in our life are the fear of loss or the desire for gain. And I think those two actually can play together is why men jump into that fix-it mode. I think for a lot of guys, they have such a desire to help, and in their mind, really offering solutions and fixing something. I'm hearing Aaron, you know, have this problem where she's frustrated about this. And so the best way that I can help is to give her a solution that will alleviate the pain. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. stop doing whatever is leading up to that. Right. Yeah. It, and so I, I don't want to, what I don't want to get lost is I truly do believe there is a desire to genuinely help. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of how a man really is trying to love his wife in those moments. I'm not saying that that it works or it gets the desired effect. So I think that's one, the desire for help. But I think there's also a fear of helplessness. I think a lot of guys uh, feel uncomfortable when they're confronted with their wife's emotional distress or a woman's emotional distress. And so I think offering a solution is probably a way to regain maybe that sense of control or um, how to feel competent in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I think the growth opportunity for all of us as guys is to, one, ask your wife, is that helpful, actually, when I offer a solution as you're sharing something? Or maybe is there something else I could do that would uh, be more impactful for you in that moment and, and help us to even feel more connected yeah. and just self-reflect. How, how do I feel around emotions uh, when, when Aaron is, is hurting or, or has, you know, some more negative emotions, how does that make me feel? Yeah. And if I, if I don't know what to do with those, or if I feel uncomfortable, again, there's a growth opportunity. The better I learn to manage emotions, it, it allows me to show up very differently in those times when Aaron wants to to talk about those things. It's so helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and turn to a clip now. Uh, Focus President Jim Daly spoke with Bill and Pam Farrell uh, about ways that our brain chemistry uh, influences how we communicate. Let's speak to the brain science, because you did include some yeah. of that in the book. Uh, and this is really good. I think this is interesting stuff. Again, I think God creates it all, right? He yeah. puts those uh, forces of nature in us and creates those brain pathways and mm-hmm. our brain chemistry, et cetera. So what have you found in the brain science side? So the most significant part of the brain science is, is that women have more connections between the two sides of their brain than men do. <laughs> and women are going to say, told you so. Right, right. <laughs> so when, when men are in the womb, like when boys are in the womb, there's a testosterone bath that takes place. It severs some of the connections between the two sides of the brain and sends a signal for other connections not to develop. Huh. And so women literally have more physical connections between the two sides of the brain. So, so they mix emotions and thoughts together very easily. Right. And men, we tend to stay on one side of the brain. So we, we can kind of go, you know, front to back in one side of the brain very efficiently, and we tend to be very focused on solving problems because we're either looking for a creative solution 
or we're looking for an analytical solution, and we don't go back and forth between those. Right. And so there are some situations in life that require that, like we got to stay focused and we we got to stay on track. And men tend to be very good at leading those discussions. There's other decisions in life that require a mix of thoughts and emotions. And you have to see down the road, like, how is this going to affect our child 12 years from now? And women tend to see those connections really effectively. Hmm. In fact, you mentioned that in the book, literally, that women are left, right, and then men are front, back. Describe yes. that, just that geophysical thing and what's going on for us. So I'll, I'll start off with me. Like, I tend to be analytical when I'm problem solving. Mm-hmm. So that puts me in the right side of the brain, and I just stay focused there. I'm looking for reasons. I'm looking for a structure. I'm looking for a system. And when the situation requires that, I'm really good at leading that discussion. Now, Pam, on the other hand, she can connect emotions and thoughts together very easily. Because, And by the way, guys, women tend to have better memories because they're <laughs> oh, always... You're, you're killing me <laughs> now, man. <laughs> they're always Jean connecting. is going to say, remember uh, what Bill yeah, said. Yeah. Remember that when I told you? <laughs> she <laughs> does, though. Well, but they're always connecting a thought to an emotion. Uh-huh. And when you add an emotion to a thought, you remember it better. It's why, it's why we all know song lyrics, but we can't always remember a sermon. Because the music connects both sides of the brain. So, like, I've just learned to rely. Pam's going to have a better memory about things that have happened in our life because she connects them very easily to the emotions of the moment. Right. And that's how your brain actually has a memory. It's a mm-hmm. chemical reaction. Yep. And mm-hmm. when emotion is attached, it's a deeper memory. Right. I think that's accurate. Right. Well, that's really fascinating. Uh, you know, in communication, we've touched on a bit, but what advice do you have for us husbands? Uh, who are trying to keep up with the rapid pace of topics that our wife might be, you know, talking to us about. So what I say to guys all the time is the greatest skill you can learn in your marriage is learning how to listen recreationally. And what I mean by that is as men, we think there's always a point. You know, when your wife said, hey, let's talk, we're thinking, okay, there's a point. I got to find the point. I need to give my input on the point and we need to agree on the point. And... That's not really how women operate all the time. Like at times they they do go there. But what women tend to do is they build trust by connecting. So if your wife thinks you are important, she wants to connect her life to you. So she wants to tell you what she did, what she thought about doing and didn't do, what her mom had to say about it, what her sister had to say about it, how she would do it differently next time. And she's not looking for input on all of those thoughts. She's connecting her life to you. And when she gets enough of her life connected to you, you suddenly turn into a trustworthy individual in her life. Mm -hmm. And as men, we're always short-circuiting that process. And if we can learn to just turn off that fix-it mechanism, because as men, we just think there's a problem on the table and we need to fix it. If we can just turn it off, pack up our bags, and go on a listening journey with our wife, and if there is a point, she will ask you. She will say, I need your input on this. Because we're great problem solvers. We just mm-hmm. do it differently. Mm-hmm. Men and women are both wonderful problem solvers, yeah. but we are unique in the way that we deal with our issues. All right. So, Aaron, what, what does it mean to you when Greg doesn't lead with a, hey, here's how to fix it, but instead he leans into, hey, tell me more about what you're feeling? Uh, I love it when he leads with that. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, because it tells me that he's open and that he is willing to listen and he's interested in mm. what's happening for me. And he's willing to also pay attention to 
my emotions, my heart. And then we can connect heart to heart versus brain to brain. And whenever I am sitting with a couple, I will often ask the wife, do you want to connect with your husband brain to brain or heart to heart? Mm. And it it's a no-brainer, literally, because they want, women want heart to heart. Not always, though. There are times that I have a problem. Like, for example, recently the printer broke. And I didn't want Greg to come in and go, Aaron, tell me how you feel about the printer being broken. <laughs> oh, that what makes else so in your life much is sense. Broken and- versus <laughs> fix the printer. I'm in a hurry. I got right, stuff to do. Right. <laughs> so it's so important um, to really be clear on what are you wanting or needing or lead with how are you feeling. And that just tells me that he's open, that I'm valued, that he values the connection, and that we're going to get to connect heart to heart. Mm. That's really good. And if you're feeling that your marriage could benefit from a tune-up, we've got a great tool for you. It's our free marriage assessment, which you can complete in just a few minutes. Uh, Take it together as a couple, and you'll find out how you're doing so well in some areas and maybe some areas to improve in. It's free. About a million people have taken this, and we encourage you to do so today. You'll find the link in the show notes. And then what you heard from Bill and Pam Farrell comes straight from their book, Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti, Understanding and Delighting in Your Differences. And we're going to send that book to you when you make a generous one-time gift of any amount to the ministry today. You'll find the ways to donate and get your copy of the book in the show notes. Next time, we're going to hear practical ways to engage with your spouse at the end of a busy day. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.